No bother. I'm ready. Have um, oh, Greg, have you watched these uh, two, the future game show thing? No. <laughs> and the <laughs> IDX Vox one? Nope. That's why I like coming to the podcast because I learn things, and it makes it learn shorter. stuff on the podcast. and it makes it shorter as well because I don't have an opinion. <laughs> Greetings, friends and lovers. Welcome to episode 101 of the Finger Guns podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? I'm joined by Mr. Greg Hicks. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I was on a different um, app and I couldn't unmute myself and you didn't hear me going, eh, trying to mess around with it. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. All week I have had, I know my shit. I know my I know shit. My shit. I should have got mad. But you've been a Being penis. A penis. <laughs> I've, had it, I've had it stuck in my head all week. <laughs> my little jingle. Yeah. It's just the penis. Yeah, it was it's just such a catchy melody. I know, I know. When I was doing my exercise, I, really, I was really like, feel one, like two, three, four. Penis, one, two, three. I know penis. my shit. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. I'm feeling a little... Right, small disclaimer, quick disclaimer. If you get offered, if any of you get offered the vaccine, and I don't mean just you guys, I mean our listeners and whatnot, please take the fucking vaccine. Like, I shouldn't need to say it, but it's not some myth. It's not a fucking Bill Gates ploy. Just take the damn vaccine and we can all go and get pissed again and go to shows. Anyway, um, I had a bit of a side effect from the first one. I had a sore arm and a bit of a claggy headache kind of feel. I had my second jab yesterday and I'm kind of getting it a bit now. Yeah. But it'll pass. Like, I'm not, my arm's not going to fall off. And I'm not going to turn into a, an Xbox zombie. Um, so That's don't good. let don't let what I'm saying put anyone off. But I just feel a bit like, because it was only done yesterday. But I just feel a bit like, oh, stiff and achy. Like, mm. like the feeling when you get a cold coming on. So that's literally it. Okay. But it's just hit me today and I'm like, oh, great. Otherwise. But it passes quickly enough, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the last one lasted two days. So I'll be right as rain by the middle of the week. Sweet. There's nothing to worry about. And don't let me put it off. But off anyone that's going to get it done and that's straight from the nhs ladies and gentlemen yeah i'm not paid to say that <laughs> you're, you're definitely not paid to say that no you can confirm that i get paid to go to work and that's it yeah nhs we love you anyway <laughs> yeah mr toby anderson evening how's it going sir uh yeah pretty good pretty good i'm glad to be here oh well, i'm very glad to have you here <laughs> Just thought I'd go positive. Yeah, it's very I'm going to nice. be very like positive it. today. I like it. So uh, what big story for the week do you have to share? Um, I made roasties for the first time, roast potatoes, and they came out real good. Excellent. That is a, a, a genuine skill, isn't it, to make them properly? Yeah. You had to, I had to parboil them first. I, I, I took my wife's instructions, but I did make them myself. So five minutes of parboiling and then rub them all in oil and salt and pepper and then cook them for half an hour or so and they were real good were they fluffy like they were um, fluffy and soft inside and crunchy yeah, on the outside yes, yeah I, that's how to do it meg's like i don't know how you made them so good <laughs> <laughs> i followed your instructions so. <laughs> anyway, uh, that, yeah they went marriage, well. that marriage has really paid off now oh yeah i mean i can just go into business making roasties now all right so we're going to do a roast, a roast potato podcast for next week uh, if you want, I think we decided on a previous podcast that they were the best food ever. 
Well, yeah, didn't we? I don't, I don't disagree at all. Yeah, I swear we did. Certainly the best part of a roast dinner, at least. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, the FFG, Mr. Sean Davies. Hi. How's it going, man? I'm all right. I just want to remind you that you guys said the best part of a Sunday dinner was the uh, stuffing. Oh, oh, that's right. Don't drag me into that. That, that is that that's is true. That and, is true. Uh, but... And, and I, I was slightly put aback by this um, because stuffing's fine, but it is Did optional. your monocle fall off? It's optional. It's not optional, man. <laughs> who is it who said stuffing was a perfect accompaniment for any meal? <laughs> who is it who said that? And I was just I like... I believe it. <laughs> but I don't oh, think I said it. I didn't oh, say that. Cod, cod chips and a bit of sage and onion, please. <laughs> <laughs> a bad um, Mars bar and some stuffing on the sides. And some Paxo, please. Yeah, I Chocolate like gato and some stuffing. Yogurt and some stuffing. I've had stuffing on its own before. Kind of in a just, moment of just desperation. If it was round. there in the, <laughs> you know, if it was there in the cupboard, nothing else was around. I'd just Makes bowl a of damn stuffing, good sandwich. I, put, I, I, say, I presume you made a bowl of it. You didn't just eat the pack so out of the. No, 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 no. Yeah, I made it. I made it. Uh, Sean, give me a story. Okay, on on weird food topics, my lad today was eating a chocolate spread sandwich, and he was having a bag of salt and vinegar discos at the same time, and. Obviously, the flavors don't mix, but he decided to put the salt and vinegar discos on the chocolate spread sandwich. What a that taste on something. That is. Yeah, yeah, he's onto something. Dragon's Den, man. Oh, that's some. Um, what's that? Um, Heston Blumenthal. Shit. I was going to say that's how Heston started, man. <laughs> 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 Little experiments dipping, like that. <laughs> his his oh, his dipping, reasoning dipping salmon into trifle and stuff like that. Yep. His reasoning was that the the chocolate spread wasn't lively enough. And the salt vinegar discos were way too tangy for him, so he decided to combine the two, and it works. What a genius! <laughs> so he, can, gets, so he, he livened up one, livened up one, and cancelled out the other. Exactly. Did you? Did you try it? I did. I took a bite because he was like, "It's really tasty," and I was like, you, "I'm calling bullshit on this one." And, uh... <laughs> did you actually say it in those words? Hold, I'm calling bullshit upon you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Mulligans on this one. Um, <laughs> no, he's, he's a genius. And uh, we're going to okay. take it to Dragon's Den, and we're going to get uh, that Scottish dude. What's his name? Valentine. Valentine. He's, Valentine. Not, he's not been on the show for about five years. What are you? Uh, <laughs> what are you going to call it? Like Chucky Disco's weird or something? Um, yeah, patent, okay. patent pending. I need to get the marketing department on this because that sounds like shit. But um, that is a sandwich. It's <laughs> <laughs> just putting a shit name on a shit sandwich. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. Okay. Well, there is the. I'm I'm very good, thank you. I now want to uh, spend the week trying a Nutella and salt and vinegar disco sandwich. Same. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna report really back impressive. next week. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna report back next week with our findings. Good stuff. And check it. out if it's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm all right. I've got a lot of gaming in this week, which I'm very happy about. Finally, um, managed to play a few things, which I will discuss very very shortly. Talking of video games, we played this week. Segway. You don't have to time. say segway. Yeah, but I did. But it's time <laughs> for <laughs> game of the week, and I'll go from the top. Mr. Greg Hicks, your game of the week. My game of the week is Demon's Souls, which is really annoying to say. Oh yeah, but I got, finally got it. I did finally get the. I got a nice shiny sealed one for less than RRP, which is pretty good. You got so, to say Demon's Souls. Oh, Demon, like that. I like the snake from fucking yeah, uh, Robin in the Hood. jungle book or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah, so I can see why it's considered like proto dark. Well, it is proto Dark Souls, but there's so many good and bad points that started off in that game that obviously got whittled out for the refinement that was Dark Souls and beyond. But in layman's terms, it's fucking difficult. And the system, uh, I mean, if you, I know some of you guys might have played a bit of Dark Souls before, but when you die in Dark Souls, you become like an unkindled or unhollowed or whatever, and you use an ember or humanity to become human again, and you have a bigger life bar. With Demon Souls, if you are dead, you if you're an undead or whatever you are, you have half a life bar, and the only way to get your life back is to kill a boss or a sub-boss or eat a particular item that is a finite amount. So if you're just tanking it around, and there's very few checkpoints in there, if you're tanking it around at half health and you make it to a boss and you don't kill it, then you've got to do a shitload of backtracking on half health again to get to that boss, to get your fucking humanity back, to go on to the next boss and do the same thing again. Now that sounds like a whinge, but then it is a dark, well, it's a Souls game. It's it's the originator of the Souls formula. So I know what I'm getting when I paid for it. I'm not exactly expecting like Kirby's fun ride and then being like, oh, this game is punching me in the dick, face and back of the head at the same time. I shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> um, so it has um, kind of old school mechanics in that way. Yeah, yeah. You can like, like, like anything, if you went back and played Streets of Rage 1, after playing Streets of Rage 4, you'll be like, wow, this is a bit ropey. I can see where the heritage came from. If you play Tekken 1, uh, like in, after playing shitloads of Tekken 7, for example, that kind of comparison. Right, sure. So, yeah, you can see where it, uh, you know, where, where it bore the legacy from and why it was considered like hard before Dark Souls came out and why it probably didn't sell numbers back then because it was a niche game. But I'm enjoying it. And I will say, just to round it off, it is fucking beautiful. I mean, seriously, like I haven't, I've got my, my 4K TV and I mean, that's a couple of years old. I'm sure there's better ones out there now. I haven't got a QLED or an OLED TV. And, oh my God, does that game look good? Now it's it's by Bluepoint and Bluepoint, and I, I, I always sing it from the rooftops. Bluepoint's remake of Shadow of the Colossus is mwah. It's so good. And they've just doubled down on how good this one, looks. like everything looks amazing. But like there's performance and um, the other one, like optimization modes, and I've got it on performance. What's the other mm. one? Performance and resolution. Resolution. I've got it on performance. It just looks so good, like moonlight reflecting off of. And I shouldn't be like this is nothing new to people. We've seen it in Control, which is a bastard, by the way, because I haven't got the PS5 upgrade, despite owning the season pass and the physical game. Anyway, um, so like ray tracing and stuff is nothing new, but when you see it for yourself on something you've bought that you're not watching a trailer of, you're playing it yourself. You're like, fuck me, this game looks amazing. And then you get stabbed because you're looking at your reflection in the puddle and someone comes <laughs> up and goes, ha, stabby. Oh yeah, I'm playing a Souls game. Right. So yeah, that's that's my game of the week. I love it, but I hate it. And that's that's a Souls game. That's a Souls game. <laughs> you know, I, I absolutely love the, the half health thing because... You kind of have to presume that that is going to be your health for the entire game. Yeah, yeah. Like the other bit is a is a benefit as opposed to a standard. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just like a, an amazing mechanic. That's like okay. Have you got it? Yeah, I, I oh, absolutely. Right. I, now I'm going to on the PS5. I played the original. Right. Um, okay. So so it was like um, you you only you only really explore when you've got your full health because you're like you have to make a beeline for the boss when you're like half health. 
So you just like have to channel. It's such a like a great thing to like basically say, okay, this is your next objective. Until you've done this, you will really have to be able to go any further because you'll still be half health. And it's just like, what an amazing design that was. And oh yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not criticizing it. It's just taking me a while to get used to. Yeah, absolutely. Because like you know, it's it is punishing. Like this swear to Christ, a number of times I've died. But like you know, when you go up those stairs. And there's like those nights, like right at the start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Number of times I've just gone like, did, 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 oh, I forgot you were there. I'm dead. Oh well. well it's great because <laughs> unlike the linearity of the other ones, it gives you after you've done the first boss, you obviously unlock the other um, headstones, whatever they're called, yeah. archstones. And I was like, and I, I knew that you could tackle them in any order. And I was like, okay, I'll go for the far right one, um, as in the one on the right hand side of the screen, not <laughs> because it's got socialist ideologies um and i was like i'm sure it's not upscaled surely i can go to any of these if it's giving me the option oh no i'm getting smushed into the floor by things that yeah. are killing me in one hit oh bum <laughs> yeah. yeah so it gives you that option i mean it's good because you can you can double and because of the ps5 loading times you can go in kill a few die obviously go and get your souls and then fuck off before like two minutes have passed because you can just like oh bing reload off you go yeah and, and then uh, you could limp, limp for Christy through the rest of the park. Yeah, just, yeah, pretty much. Oh, or just, go, just go back to the bonfire and be like, okay, I've I've scraped enough to level up just my strength, you know. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to go to our PS5 as soon as that price drops because I'm not paying 70 quid for it. Well, I got it for 45 on eBay, sealed. So keep your eyes peeled. But that's physical. And I'd have to go oh, and put it in my PS5. No, no, I've got a... I've got a I oh, you'd have know. to do the physical act of getting up and putting a disc into Absolutely. it. I'm not going to do that. Come on. Yeah. Well, oh, God. Funnies. <laughs> I know if I buy it, then I'm not going to play it because I won't ever be good at it. I just want to see it because you're saying how beautiful it is. I want to see what it looks like on my telly. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Maybe that might be enough to convince me to drop money on it, which is really bad. But never mind. I might. We'll see. Uh, Mr. Mr. Toby Anderson, your game of the week. That is not your game of the week because your game of the week is embargo. So your other game of the week. <laughs> um, I've played quite a few games this week, same as yourself. I, I've got a good week of gaming in. Um, I've completed Valhalla, finally. Nice. Um, I've got well to done. the end of um, all the stuff that you can do in the story. And you have there's a, probably um, a, a playtime, an amount of time that you, it took. To uh, yeah, six, 61 hours um, to wow. finish the story. Um, there is a little bit of end game content if you want it, but I think I'm done. <laughs> um, I've also been playing, as you just said, there's an embargoed game called uh, Narita Boy, which... Um, That's I not won't... how we say it, is it, Toby? Come on. Narita Boy! Yeah! yeah. Never, you've never <laughs> mentioned this game before. Is it a new one? <laughs> Have I never mentioned it? Ah, oh, okay. Um, well, yeah, no, it's... Um, I can't really say anything whether it's good or bad or whatever, you'll have to see my review, which is coming out the same day as this podcast on Monday, um, but probably a little bit after the podcast. So um, have a look at that and we'll talk about it next week um, when Greg's had a chance to play it as well. And hopefully anyone else who wants to try it because it is coming to Game Pass. Um, I also spent some of my week playing Space Base Startopia, which is what I was going to actually say is my game of the week. Um, so Startopia, if no one, if anyone doesn't know what it is, it's like a management sim set on a space station, like a ring space station, um, and you sort of, you're, you're the management person, or the commander in charge of the whole station. You've got three decks, you've got like a sub deck where you, all your businesses are and your factories and your food and drink and sleep and places like that. Then you've got a entertainment deck where it's just discos and hotels and 
um, weird little cat cafes and all these things. And then you've got a bio deck on the, on the top floor, which is where you do all your farming and stuff. And basically the idea is that you open the airlocks and all these aliens just flood into your space station and you've got to keep them happy. You've got to give them all the things that they need and you've got to um, satisfy Maslow's hierarchy of needs with all these different aliens. And then you can hire them and make them work in different parts of your space station. And the whole thing is just really kind of fun. And it's very easy to get lost in it for a few hours, just sort of following aliens around. And you can latch onto a particular one and just watch them go to work and then um, you know, go to the go to the farming deck and have a little Zen moment in the in the nice trees and grass, and then he'll go down and have some food and you know, whatever they do just during their day, and just get lost kind of watching them. Um, however, there are a few issues with it, so I suppose my very very quick version of my review is that it's got some issues. It's very buggy, and um, there's a point around about halfway through the research options where I got to a point where I couldn't go any further because the um, the Xbox One version that I've got just kept crashing. So it just got too complex, too many aliens. And then it started slowing down and stuttering and the um, the whole thing, just frame rates were going crazy. And then as the moment I tried to do anything else, it just would crash. Um, so I haven't been able to sample some of the interesting bits towards the end of it. You get this like spaceport that you can stick on the side of your space station, which makes sense. But um, ships come and they just they arrive, and then you can trade with them, and you can see all, all the things you've been making in your factory with your people. You can then trade outwards um, with the rest of the galaxy. It just it got really complicated and really interesting, and then it started crashing like crazy. And I was like, oh, that's like what's really interesting stuff at the end of this that looked great. So yeah, I really kind of want to get a copy of it on PS5 or a really high-end PC that can actually keep going all the way through and not bug out like crazy. Um, because at the moment, I wonder if it's the hardware, the hardware, you know, it's next, last generation hardware. But uh, yeah, that's my game of the week. Very, very cool. Um, I wish it was just slightly better though. I 100% I think it's the hardware that you're playing it on because on yeah. PC, minimum specs is eight gig of RAM. Eight gig of RAM for a tycoon game mm. and I, I think that's like upper where the xbox one and ps4 are so it probably is you're absolutely right um well in that case at some point it would be wonderful to be able to play it on a better system um and and you know really get to see this sort of end game stuff oh i'll see what i can do for you debbie can't make cool. <laughs> yeah can we just have another code for that same game that we reviewed please I'm sure that'll get done fine. <laughs> no problem at all. Um, <laughs> Mr. Sean Davies, your game of the week. I can't talk about all of the games that I've been playing this week. <laughs> it's a struggle, um, isn't it? Yeah, but um, I see Black Clouds. Uh, the review's coming out on the 30th. I was playing uh, Black Legend, which you can read, read the review on the website now. It's not the best. It's It's got a cool idea, but it's it's like a turn-based strategy that kind of falls apart. It's not legendary. No, it's not. Uh, um, but what I, what I have been playing is Assassin's Creed Brotherhood for reasons. Wait a minute, that's a really old one. <laughs> so I've been going back and trying to get the platinum trophies on the Assassin's Creed games that I haven't got because I'm also I'm very close to the end of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but I'm at like seventy eight hours now, and I think that's because I've been going through and just cleaning up everything as I go, and. I need to shout out how good the side quests are in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. There is one 
there is a nod to the prodigy. So you come up to this guy in this music, this musical, this board is sitting there and he's like, this bishop won't let me let me play my music. Can you help me? So Ivor goes over there and says, why won't you let him play? And he says, it's, it's, a, it's noise, it's a mess, I don't want it. So then we have a fight. And while I'm fighting this bishop, this musical prodigy is going, smack my bishop, smack my bishop. And I <laughs> creased. Um, <laughs> there's like a, a nod to Winnie the Pooh. And yeah, it's like it's amazing that they got a game as like as periodical as they could with like a historical accuracy and then still managed to stick modern day nudges in. It's great. But Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. So I've been playing them both simultaneously. That, that, that franchise is such a good franchise. And I'm missing some of the older stuff. I really miss multiplayer. And I really miss um, the way that you could like tone down your like notoriety by ripping posters down and killing messengers and things. Mm, simpler times, wasn't it? Yeah. Simpler times. Yeah. Oh man, I love Brotherhood so much. That was the, uh, I think, the ultimate Ezio story for me, Brotherhood. Yeah. Apart from the feathers, the feathers can eat a dick. Um, oh, yes. And the Borgia flags, forget them. What about your <laughs> game? Ross, what have you been playing this week? Um, I've been playing a fair bit of a game that I can't talk about because the review is out on Tuesday. And that's Lost Words Beyond the Page on consoles, a game that's been stuck on Stadia for a year or so. It's now kind of spread its wings and gone elsewhere. Um, so, yeah, I can't talk about that, but the review will be up on Tuesday, so do check it out. Um, I've been playing a lot of Crash Bandicoot. I downloaded Crash 4, and I'm having a good time with it so far. Um, I was, Ooh, Crash Bandicoot. Mm, I was talking to a friend of mine who, by the way, listens to this podcast and said, um, what's, what's the, uh, who's the posh one again? I was like, uh, <laughs> I'll say Toby, I guess. And uh, well, yeah, his voice is hot. So I just thought I'd get that in there, Toby. You've got Cheers, a, a growing fan base. Was that great? Thank, thanks it to whoever Chris. that was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, she wanted to. Uh, she wanted me to send a picture of you. I was like, I'm not going to do that. That's just weird. <laughs> but um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I was playing some some Crash, and um, she was like, it it gets too hard. She basically gave up. She I think she platinumed Mars Morales, but gave up on Crash Bandicoot. And so yeah, I'm not the best gamer in the world, so I'm I'm worried that I might hit a wall with Crash Four. But so far, I'm really really enjoying it. The animation and the visuals are fantastic. Um, I'm currently playing them on a, te- I can't even say it, a 1080 TV. Ugh. Oh, God, I miss my 4K TV. But so far, it's, um, yeah, it's really fun. And after kind of a week of playing Doctor Who the Lonely Assassins, I thought I'd jump into the, the Google Play Store. And lo and behold, there was a brand new Crash Bandicoot free runner out called Crash on the Run. And it's essentially mini Crash Bandicoot levels that you can play on your phone. And I'm having a really good time with that. I'm playing that probably more than anything else. It's a, um, it's just a, yeah, it's a, a free run in the same vein as like, you know, Sonic Heroes or Sonic Blast, whatever it was called. I can't remember what it was called, what the Sonic one was called. But it's got that very similar vein. The microtransactions are there, but they're not very invasive. Um, you can earn things quite easily instead of having to buy them. Um, there's a nice selection of uh, different styles. You can, you can dress up Crash, um, Crash in. So, yeah, it's free to download, and it's um, if you're looking for something to play on your commutes that none of us are going on, then um, yeah, it's a uh, it's a fun game to play. Um, I've been uh, I've been passing the time 
quite nicely for me um, whilst I've been kind of downstairs and away from the PlayStation. So yeah, I've been on a real Crash Bandicoot kick this week and having a good time with it. I think I'd have to agree that it's very difficult, Crash 4. Um, mm. There's a point, there's what, like 10 different worlds or something that you can get to. The last three or four worlds are just ridiculously hard. Um, and there's some bits where you have to get, use the four different masks and you have to flit from one to the other to the other all the way through the same level and without touching the ground, you know, things like that. And it's just like, what are you talking about? I couldn't do it at all. Um, Yikes. There were levels, I like 50 try levels. Man, okay, well, I've got nothing <laughs> else to do, so what the hell? Let's see. <laughs> you might be, you Let's... might do better, who knows? But uh, yeah. clearly some people on YouTube can do it a lot better than I can. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a bit of trouble with some of the last levels for sure. Okay, well, I've got that to look forward to. <laughs> but until then, it is time for the quiz. Over to you, Sean Davies. Okay, then. So we're going to do the same as we did last week. This is going to be a faster, fastest finger first quiz. So have you got your buzzers ready? Oh, yes. Okay. So if you've not done this before, we're going to ask some questions and get some answers straight away. I could change this whole fucking spiel that I've been doing for like two years. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, let's uh, give the buzzers a quick trial. Uh, Toby, let's hear your buzzer. Yeah, boy. Um, Greg? Volume on my phone. Is it coming through your uh, earphones or something? There we go. Shouldn't be, no. That's it. I heard, that, I heard it that time. And uh, Ross? Excellent, excellent. <laughs> On brand. Sega. Okay, 22 questions. And uh, wow. as always, if you if you buzz and get the wrong answer, you'll be frozen out. And I will call on the person that I hear first. And I won't be asking any, any blips, any beeps. If you fuck up with your buzzing, I'm not going to call on you. Asking? Okay. Yeah, asking. I noticed that. Okay. He ain't going to ask you, got, you, you again, You just boy. don't know what asking <laughs> means. Yeah, exactly. Question one. <laughs> What is the name of Crash Bandicoot's sister? Greg? No, that was Toby first. That's mine. Oh, that was Toby. Sorry. It was Metal Gear Solid. It instantly linked it to Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, Toby had that one last week, but he, but he only used it once. That yeah, was... and he managed to get it once. Um, Coco. Coco Bandicoot. Excellent. Well done. Uh, question two. Zeus, Phantom Assassin, Monkey King, and Necrophos are all heroes from which popular PC game? Greg? Populous? No. Oh. <laughs> Toby? Diablos? Diablo, rather, rather? <laughs> nope. Uh, Ross? Uh, Warcraft? No, it's Dota no. 2. Oh, oh God, the nerds. Uh, question, <laughs> question three, Cal Kestis is the protagonist from which 2019 video game? Ross? Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That is correct. All right. That's a bit quicker. There's not a fucking delay on it this time. Bit of Mario? Are yeah. You changing, are you changing uh, yeah, on me already? You've just gone, and you'll have to, uh, something have to edit there. But basically, my, my, that fucking Street Fighter one, is a, there's a delay. I can see the button being pressed, and it's doing it. So I've had to change it to one that's also causing a delay. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Hammer the app it is, then. <laughs> okay. Question four. In the original 2005 God of War game, who is the only Olympian god that Kratos kills? 
Greg? In the original one? In the original one. Oh, no. Meditation. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I think it was um, Toby. I'm going to go with Aries. Aries is correct. Yes. Yeah, but he interrupted me by saying hesitation, which isn't a correct answer either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, question five. In Pac-Man, what is the name of the orange ghost? Oh. Greg? Lied. Quiet is correct. Yes, one in four chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question He's six. On the board. Which 2016 game has you play as a man named Henry who has taken a job as a forest fire lookout? Ooh, Greg. Is it called Firewatch? God damn it. <laughs> yeah, correct. Nearly said Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> Question seven. Squirtle evolves into which Pokemon? <laughs> Toby? Wartortle. Wartortle is correct. Nerds. Question eight. I so nearly said Blastoise as well. I nearly I was going for that, yeah. <laughs> Question eight. Admiral Orlock. Victor Kratek and Mael Radek are all villains from which first-person shooter series? Greg, uh, Killzone. Killzone is correct. I still uh, remember. I knew with I knew them, but I was thinking Radek was the, uh, yeah. the one voiced by Sean Pertwee at the end of Killzone Two. Yeah, I remembered all the names, but not the series. Nice. Okay. okay. Question nine: Who is credited as the creator of Civilization? Greg, Did Mayor. Correct. Uh, question 10. Who starred as adventurer Alex West in the Angelina Jolie-helmed film Lara Croft Tomb Raider? Ross? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig is correct. I was thinking the other guy. Jason. Um, the other guy. Jason. Uh, no, no, no. The guy that's in the first one. Don't worry. Okay. He's in Game of Thrones. Can't remember his fucking name. I would have got it wrong anyway. I was going for Dominic West. Usually <laughs> <laughs> from the Alicia Vikander one. Yep. Question 11. What is the name of the best-selling Nintendo exclusive game of all time, including pack-ins? Ross? Wii Sports? Wii Sports is correct. That's come up before. It was. There's a massive debate about that as well. <laughs> Question 12. Which Dreamcast game takes place in Yokozuka, Japan, during 1986? <laughs> Ross? Genmu. is correct. Question 13. Who played Bowser in the 1993 Super Mario Brothers movie? Ross? Oh, what's his fucking name? He's Paul. No! He's no! Edison. No! Oh, I know it as well. I didn't I hear anyone else. I, uh, I, I fucking buzzed. I, I didn't hear, sorry. So, go on, Greg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's the answer? Dennis Hopper. Dennis Correct. Hopper. Pop quiz, hot shot. That's not um, what he says. He says it in speed. Uh. <laughs> Question 14. The press. That's in speed. It's great fun. Question 14. The press F to pay respect meme originated in which game? Ross? No, no, no. Uh, Mine was in there before that. I didn't hear yours at all. Fuck off. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I genuinely didn't hear. I never hear the Sega one. I'm just having to pretend it definitely happened. As long as Sean hears it, that's what matters. (laughs) Yeah, as long as Sean hears it. What? <laughs> so, Call of Duty, uh, Infinite Warfare. No. Oh, bastard. <laughs> uh, okay, Greg. Seeing as though, yeah, I can hear you now. There you go. Advanced Warfare. Advanced Warfare is correct. Oh, fucking Warfare. Okay, question fifteen. Gex, Legacy of Kane, Soul Reaver, and Marvel's Avengers were all developed by who? 
Greg? Crystal Dynamics. Crystal Dynamics is correct. Uh, question 16. In Uncharted 4 at Descend, what was the name of Nathan's brother? Greg? Sam. Sam is correct. Uh, did you interrupt while I was quizzing? While I was doing the answer then? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Did. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Yeah. Sabotage. Uh, yeah. Question 17. What was the name of the fluffy companion to the main character in The Last Guardian? Uh, Greg? Trico. Trico is correct. Uh, question 18. The Red Ring of Death was the, code na- the, the nickname for the hardware failure. Oh, Jesus, everyone buzz. Uh, that was Greg. You're gonna what? You could ask what the actual code was, weren't you? Not what no. the was. Oh, it was an Xbox 360. Xbox 360 is correct. Hesitation. No, I was still talking throughout. <laughs> uh, question 19. Nez was short for what? Oh, I think that was Ross then. Nintendo Entertainment System. Correct. Um, question 20. Which Final Fantasy game introduced the limit break? Greg? Seven? Oh. Sorry, Terry, I didn't hear that you always told that, mate. Oh, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> two hours earlier. <laughs> I didn't hear it either. Shit. Sorry. Uh, seven was correct. Of course it was. Uh, question twenty. Question twenty-one. What color hair do the lemmings have? Uh, that was definitely Toby. Green. What? Green. Uh, Toby. That was correct. Yeah. Uh, question twenty-two. In Fallout Three, which vault do players emerge from at the beginning of the game? That was Toby again. One hundred one. One hundred one is correct. Get some wow. points in at the end. Whew. Okay, so there is a clear winner here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Greg has 11 points and both Toby and Ross have 5 points each so there's, there was no last place this time just a joint second I know my shit I, <laughs> I would have got more but you were being a penis <laughs> and now this it's stuck in my head all this. week yep. this is the last time we do this <laughs> what because I know my shit no, I'm gonna I'm gonna start like hello, my name's Sean. I'm the penis. I'm a penis. <laughs> <laughs> Big daddy penis. Wait, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Right then, thank you very much, Sean. A pleasure as always. Always a treat. Uh all right then, let's get into some topics. And first up, there's a ghost of Tsushima movie coming. Now, there's not a lot of information about this just yet, but I did want to get you guys' opinions on this. So I'm going to read a little bit from Deadline. And they have to say, quote, Sony Pictures and PlayStation Productions are developing a film adaptation of the hugely successful action-adventure game Ghost of Tsushima with Chad Stahelski attached to direct, who you guys may know as the director of John Wick. The game recently crossed a a massive milestone of selling over 6.5 million copies since its July 2020 debut. The game is developed by Sucker Punch Productions and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment and centers around a samurai warrior, Jin Sakai, the last, surviving member, the last surviving member of his clan who must set aside the traditions that have shaped him as a warrior to wage an unconventional war for the freedom of Tsushima. So, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to go on right now. We know that Sony are moving into a lot of production, of course, the Last of Us HBO series and the Uncharted movie coming out next year with Tom Holland. Um, so it would appear that Ghost of Tsushima is next in line. Um, I'm going to go to uh, Mr. Greg Hicks. What are your thoughts on this? 
it will look like a really good movie. Um, <laughs> I don't know if Chad Stahelski's doing it, then he's got good uh, choreography chops from John Wick because he was a stuntman on The Matrix and took his hand in directing. So, I mean, look at the choreography in the John Wick films and mm. adapt that to Jin sort of breaking away from the conformities of his rigid samurai ways into his uh, ghosty type skills. And especially with a with a R-rated Mortal Kombat film coming out, I reckon it could look really well. Really, I reckon it could. I reckon it could do really well, and I reckon it could look really good. But um, you know, there's always that stigma between uh, behind video game movies, anyway. So we should. Yeah, see. I mean, yeah, I mean, Sony appear to be doing this the right way in terms of getting the right people involved. I yeah, but then the Uncharted film sounds like a bit of a tire fire at the moment. Does it? Yeah, well, Tom Holland is not enjoying it. Oh, yeah. Poor Tom Holland. Yeah, he said he'd, he'd said he'd done some of his worst acting in it. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, <laughs> I don't feel like quote. I'm. I don't feel like I'm doing anything. I just feel like I'm posing a lot because that's what they want the game character to look like. And it's like, oh dear. Oh well. So yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, Toby, yeah. what do you reckon? Um, I'm going to be right on, uh, totally on the fence for this. Um, I, I. I really don't think we can say what it will be like or how it, how good it will be just based on it being Chad Stahelski. Um, he, the John Wick movies are all right. They're well choreographed. I totally agree with Greg there, but they're, they're not good movies. They're, they're all right action movies that have done very well. Um, Sacrilege. Bloody what? You, no. <laughs> you, what? I, I am so outraged. I'm going to go and make a have, drink while you talk shit. Also, have a massive issue with back, the first one. By the time I'm not I come even going to listen to you. I won't even bother then. <laughs> what, no, go on. Actually, no, you've, you've kind of worms now. What's your boggle with the first one? My issue with the first one is that Keanu Reeves is the bad guy in the first film. Which point? So he, um, what's his name? Alfie Allen kills a dog. And then Keanu Reeves is completely mentally unhinged reaction to that. It wasn't is to just kill his dog. Two hundred Russians. It wasn't right? just his dog, though. It was the it was the, the last gift from his dying wife. That doesn't make any difference. In a court of law, he killed a dog, right? Oh, in a court of law, <laughs> right? Because yeah. <laughs> secret and then and then assassins. Keanu Reeves went and killed two hundred people over that. You know that ludo narrative dissonance thing that you talk about. He is the bad guy in that film. And I couldn't get over that the entire movie. I am shocked, Toby. I thought you were cool. No, I know. That's a lie. Anyway, I don't think you're cool. Um, it's, it's just, um, <laughs> I think <laughs> the, um, the the film will probably be, you know, probably one of the better video game movies. Um, I'm sure that's a, a great pair up. And it would be difficult to do it really badly. Um, if you know what you're doing, you've got some good cinematography there and stuff. It, I know I, I like a good samurai movie. Um, but I'm definitely going to just wait until there's um, actual trailers Video game movies go through so much hell trying to get made. Um, it could be that Chad Stahelski is not even attached in the next few months. Do you know what I mean? There's been, what, four or five different directors and actors for the Uncharted movie by this point. So who knows where that get, where that actual film will go over the next you know, five years or whatever. It could be anything. Oh, you finished? Okay, cool. <laughs> Were you off somewhere else not listening to my John Wick um. sacrilege? Man, I was playing Fortnite. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> I'm kidding, but that's outrageous. I'm genuinely, genuinely I'm angry so sorry. about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gone down well with anyone I've told. So, good lord, did you see the second, and third? Yeah, I've watched them all. 
I enjoyed some of the second and third ones more because they weren't so completely silly like that. But Reeves had a sword fight on the back of a horse running down a, a freeway. <laughs> okay, they are silly. I give you that, but they're just those ones didn't have that that sort of narrative dissonance that I was just saying about in them. Um, he at least had reasons, and there were more. It was more. It made more sense. Lawrence Fishburne um, like, was in the second and third one. They brought what, them back it? together. Yeah. Okay, we're not going to argue about John Wick for the entire podcast. But damn. Okay, so we go on mute for ten minutes, please. We need time out. Uh, Sean, what do you think to this news? Which is Ghost of Tsushima, by the way, not John Wick. I just can't, I couldn't get over the John. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm incredibly excited, and I don't do this about video game movies very often. But the fact that like Ghost of Tsushima is one of the most completed PlayStation games, as in more people have co- finished that game compared to most other open world games, and the fact that Sony, you know, a, a lot of the studio have been honoured by the people of Tsushima, and the fact that it sold like hotcakes, it just means that it's going to become like a staple of PlayStation. This isn't going to be a one-off now. You know, they're making a movie about it, and. I'm just really excited that they they haven't just gone okay now uh, sucker punch go and go and make a uh, infamous for whatever it is. I just get the feeling that this is going to be a thing that moves forward now, and I'm really excited about the fact that this film, if it's done right, I really hope it's done right because I want it to be old, a spaghetti western style, like samurai movie. You know, I want the awkward standoff. So, second, sorry, like like Kurosawa. Like the mode it was emulating in the game. No, I, I don't. I don't think I want it like Kurosawa. That's the oh, problem. Okay. Like, cause I, I, I feel that people that try and emulate that style often get it completely fucking wrong. So I want it like, because even though the game had a Kurosawa mode, it still wasn't. You know, there's, there's uh, like if you go online, there's so many articles that go, yeah, tin in black and white wasn't exactly tin in Kurosawa, was it? And yeah, it's not Kurosawa content. No. And and that's what that's what I you know I don't I don't want them to try and emulate that because that isn't what it is. But if you can if you can make a very stylish like let's talk Kill Bill style like samurai movie set on Tsushima along the same storyline like Grindhouse, be, yeah, but just not not as fucking um, uh, not as over the top. Yeah. Okay. I I just think that if they could do that and give it like, and I think that's the right director to do it. Like I, I when when it, it was first announced, I was like, "Has he done anything else other than John Wick?" And he hasn't. So I'm like, I, I you know, I don't want it in a John Wick style film. I'll be honest, uh, and I really hope they don't try and turn it into the traditional video game movie with like um, an amazing CGI and and crappy. I just want it to be the way that that move that game should absolutely be. The way that the game tried to honor that like. A version of cinema without just trying to replicate it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm slightly apprehensive that they're not going to fuck it up. But again, it just means that Ghost of Tsushima is like a thing now. It's a staple for Sony, and I'm really happy about that because yeah. it's a great game. It means we'll probably get Ghost Two down the line at some point. Yeah, Ghost of you know Northern Ireland. Ghost of <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima. Come on. Oh, right there. Right so there. His, historically, there's a um, they invaded like eight or nine years later. You're um, still on the, the timeout, Toby. <laughs> the Mongols came back, so there's a sequel ready, ready to go. But they're not going to do the same island, surely. 
Um, it, it could be just that uh, Jin Sakai just goes to the mainland, for example. It's just Tsushima to the Mongols that are still left behind. The tide is out. Well, yeah, but if he goes to the mainland Japan, it'd be Ghost of Japan. There right, are plenty just... of other islands around there that are not called Tsushima. They're called other things. Oh, are they? I did not know that because I'm clearly thick. I know what you mean. Just what what would they call it? Because it would have to. It'd just be weird if they start changing the titles, though. Yeah, I I, I personally think it would be on Tsushima as well. Mm. Ghost of but, Tsushima too. Like like land this landmass appears like oh more more Tsushima ring. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Maybe mm. we won't get a sequel because I don't want this other sequel in, in Tsushima. Because they I mean, make them buy the rights to Tenchu. We don't need Tenchu anymore. Don't say we have the S word because that's not the. That's <laughs> not the same thing. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the game that was on the Future Game Show, which is going to make you irate. Uh oh. Ooh, that is to come. <laughs> uh oh. Interesting. Very, very exciting. Gonna, don't angry at my blood. I've got a headache. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Well, let's talk uh, the BAFTA winners. And it was a very good night for Grey Kicks and his favorite games. Uh, because um, Hades took five BAFTAs home, including Best Game. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go through them. We did discuss this when the, when the nominations were out. Um, we won't obviously go deep into it because there's loads of them. But um, just, yeah, kind of a yes-no sort of thing. Did it deserve it? Let's go down. So Best Game Design, Hades. Yeah. Yeah, up against. Yeah, sure. uh, <laughs> am, I, am I the only? Am I the only one agreeing to these? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but still have I think you're the, you're the sure. only one that's played it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that, beat, uh, that, that beats Tsushima and The Last of Us. Um, best, really good. Yeah, absolutely. Best original property was Kentucky Route Zero TV edition, uh, beating out Tsushima, uh, Hades, Spiritfarer, Fall Guys, and Carry On. Oh, fuck Fall Guys. Oh man. I think who that's a weird one, personally. Who, hmm, who wasn't a fan of Carry On? Was it? It's Toes, wasn't it? Toe reviewed it, didn't he? Or just didn't like yeah. it? Of what? Sorry, Carry On. Carry on. Oh yeah, um, it was. Yeah, it, it was underwhelming. Did you review it, or you just didn't like it? No, I just. Um, I didn't review it. I just didn't oh, okay. like it. I, it. It was fun for half an hour. Yeah, I same sort of sentiment. Mm, I haven't played Kentucky Route Zero, so I can't really comment on that. But at the same yeah, time, but... like we just said, that the last year one of the brand new IPs was Ghost of Tsushima. I just don't think mm. you can give it to Kentucky Route Zero. That sounds a little a little off. Mm, fair enough. Uh, best performer in a supporting role was the rather awesome Logan Cunningham, who voices Hades, Achilles, Poseidon, Asterius, Sharon, and the storyteller in Hades. I think that's a worthy BAFTA. Yeah, definitely put the hours in on that one. <laughs> Uh, best evolving game, which we I think we sort of said would go to Dreams and No Man's Sky, went to Sea of Thieves. Hmm. Robbed. Mm. Robbed. I guess that I was the 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 you know obligatory. Well, we've got to give Microsoft one of these, <laughs> or, they'll, or they'll cry. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's uh, it's an interesting one. I know it has got it's got a massive fan base on Xbox, so it must be doing something right. Um, EE Game of the Year, the only one that's voted on by the public, was The Last of Us Part 2. Which is a good hate, shot. Haters clearly didn't vote in big enough numbers. Indeed. Cool. Um, it was up against uh, Warzone and Tsushima, Hades, Valorant, and Animal Crossing. So nice work, Naughty Dog. Um, game Beyond Entertainment um, went to Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh, of course it did. Which um, I'm, I'm happy about. 
but it was of course up against Dreams Last of Us uh, Spirit Ferrer, which is awesome. And uh, tell me why. So it's um, yeah. What did I pick? For? I picked Dreams for that, didn't I? Because I think yeah. that had more potential to be a game beyond the game. Sean. So again, sorry, you cut out then. You cut out. Sorry, I thought I thought you were gonna. I thought I heard you say something. But... No, sorry. All right, no, never mind. Um, audio achievement went to Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I think that's a fair one. Yes. Good. <laughs> I, don't know. The tr- I think the trouble with that is that it's on- it only got audio achievement, which is just, it was clearly robbed. Is that all it took? That's the yeah. only one it got, I think. <laughs> which is just a joke, really. Yeah, it wasn't that good. <laughs> and John Wick was better. Oh, yeah, clearly. <laughs> no, of course it was. Uh, best animation went to The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah, I went for that, didn't mm-hmm. I? For its window breaking shenanigans. The window breaking effects. Just everything, like just just like the, the facial reaction. Throwing a rope over a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, the rope. Com- completely missing the, the dropping the rope in the open skyline and thinking I could jump down and breaking my neck, which I thought was fucking hilarious because I think I did that the first time I played it as well. <laughs> there's a bit when you climb up the building with Abby, you climb up the rope and then there's that skyline and she goes, oh, a long way down. And I was like, ah, it's only a short, ah, and I was like, yeah. oh, the rope. <laughs> Yeah, I can pick the rope up. Yeah, I did the exact same thing. Like, surely you can make that. Oh no, no, nope, no, nope, you nope. can't. Apparently not. <laughs> uh, artistic achievement went to Hades um, over Cyberpunk, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no problem with that. What, what have I played more of? Hades at least three times a week, or Cyberpunk? I haven't touched in weeks, except for to boot it up my PS5 and go. Oh yeah, loads in quicker. Nice. <laughs> oh, it's faster. Cool. Yeah. Uh, technical achievement went to Dreams, mm. which is uh, a good one. When you one, see I some think. of the stuff that people making that, then yeah. Mm. For sure. Uh, family game went to Sackboy, a big adventure. Which I know I that think... got fucking slated, didn't it? Um, it wasn't It wasn't reviewed massively well, but, it, but then I don't think it was terrible. Reviews versus what kids like is two different entities, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Sean, are you playing Sackboy in the Davies household? Yes, it's it's one of the best PS5 games specifically made for the PS5. People okay. got that game completely fucking wrong. <laughs> no no joke. Give it a go. It's amazing. I enjoyed the um the Rayman Legends esque um music levels. Exactly. Like they're really fun. It's it's like the, it was nominated for music, it didn't win. No, it didn't. Bloody outrageous. Um best debut game went to sorry Toby, went to carry on. <laughs> yeah. Over Roki. Uh, the Falconeer, Call of the Sea. Yep. Totally robbed. Not happy with that. Uh, British game also went to Sackboy, Big Adventure. Um, over Dreams and F1 2020, Fall Guys, The Last Campfire, and Roki. So yeah, Sackboy doing good stuff at the BAFTAs. Best music. Now this one's interesting. Over Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Last of Us, or in the World of the Wisps, Sackboy, Big Adventure. Miles Morales took the BAFTA. Yeah. Do you remember the music in Mars Morales? I'm currently, I'm currently playing Mars Morales. Oh, nice. And it just, to me, it's it's hippity hot remixes of Spider-Man 2018. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, here we I go. I think it's got some dynamic When Sean says, ah, uh, okay, I'm like, oh God, I'm going to get schooled now. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, just going to say, when you next start swinging, listen to the music. Because the, the way that the music's designed around the motion is sublime. Is that something I can turn on or off? Because I can't say I really noticed it. 
Um, but then well, I've I've got well I suppose I, I I don't know why I'm challenging this because I don't play it with the volume up very loud because I'm watching zero punctuation compilations because I can't really well I, I I'm taking on board what you say next time I'll try it but because I know it's the similar audio to the last game and I got Spider Man fatigue I'm just like yeah stuff on in the background well the, the music's different in this it's like so it's not there is it. Yes. <laughs> I found it completely forgettable, but I do think there's some clever dynamic uh, mixing going going on. There's a cool side mission. Yeah, uh, I, won't, uh, I won't spoil I, it for Greg. I, know, I, just, I was just about to do it, but I, I was just about to spoil okay. it. But yeah, I have done it. I literally finished it earlier on. I know what you mean, and that was quite cool. Mm. And then you get the funky purple suit. It's like, yeah, yeah that, that thing says "hiding in the shadows" like neon purple. Yeah, I don't know if that side mission was BAFTA worthy, but there we go. It was uh, it was good fun nonetheless. Mm. Um, the BAFTA Fellowship went to Siobhan Reddy from Media Molecule, the head of Media Molecule. Um, so congratulations to her, obviously for a career of Little Big Planet and dreams, doing wild things over at Media Molecule. Uh, best narrative over Valhalla, Cyberpunk, Tsushima, Kentucky Route Zero, and Mars Morales. It went to Hades. Of course it did. And that now, is very me, deserved. Is is the story up there with the gameplay and all the cool mechanics and stuff? Yes. And okay. as, I've, as I've said before, I'll keep it brief, but it's intertwined. With the whole concept of roguelites and roguelikes, lights, whatever, is you, you, you die and you die again and you get back. Same with a Souls game. And I know Toby changed his tune on Souls games. He's like, oh, the story's really vague. And oh, I love these now. Great. Platinums. Yay. Because um, that's how you sound. Um, but roguelites... I just die, try again. But with Hades, you unlock more of the story as you die. And there's there's times when I've been trying to unlock the next bit of a story and I just wanted to die, but I can't because I've got these little... Um, the first few runs are tough and then you start unlocking things where you can respawn. And I'm like, oh crap, I've got these to go through. So you kind of not actively seek out death, but you kind of go, oh, well, if I die, then fuck it. I'm going to learn more as I go along. Mm-hmm. So it, it sucks if you're on a good run and you die on one of the later bosses that I won't spoil, but at least, you know, like there's a reward waiting for you or you can keep what you've earned to spend talking to people that will further those narratives and those stories. And it will unlock things as you go. I'm still discovering stuff 45 hours in. That's awesome. It reminds me of old Capcom games when you think you're scrap, you know, you think you've done a lot and it turns out here's some side mission that you've unlocked and such and such. And I'm like, what the, wow, how am I still unlocking new weapon perks and stuff like (laughs) that? So yes, summarize yes absolutely is it's awesome. it's unfortunately now i've gone from being really meh with roguelites and like binding of isaac to hades is that bar that i want other games to reach and i've got one for review at the moment i think it's past embargo anyway it's that dangerous scavenger that um i can't not oh, yeah. say now because of taking just scavenger dangerous <laughs> <laughs> ah, scavenger yeah um that i can't it, it by comparison it's shit uh, it's just I mean, it's a terrible game anyway but I, I want narrative when I play a roguelite now. Dead Cells was good, but didn't have that. So John Wick, uh, I was just reading Ross's name, is John Wick on the Slack. Um, <laughs> Hades is worthy of that, basically. Cool. Because it makes, I, please just go and play it, you guys and everyone I else. I think the, um, it my needs issue to be is on that the PlayStation. Children, well, children of Mortar was robbed in that case, because it's not it original. Nominated. This this narrative thing that they've done is not it's not theirs. I feel nope. like they're getting awards for something that they stole off of Children of Mortar. Don't poo-poo on my praise. You just go and play Children of Mortar and then come back and tell me Hades yeah. is original. <laughs> I never said Hades. I, did I at any point say Hades no. was the first game? No. 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 It's just, if, anything, it's just the... if anything, Dragon Age, uh, Breath of Fire Dragon Quarter was the first game to do that. 
back in the day. So don't fucking test and it. And Nia Automata does it as exactly. well. I appreciate it. I didn't say Hades was original, but it's it just this is the first roguelite in that in that sense to be um, to be heralded at, for an award yeah and it's being heralded for something that was done just that as I well played. if not better the year before by children of mortar yeah it doesn't count oh, toby woke up today and chose violence really really trying, <laughs> really trying to get wrong that side last, of the bed <laughs> last little one in there you know i said i'd be positive right at the beginning didn't i you, you did. did you did shit <laughs> you shit all the way through God, to- toby toby is the yang to my yin everything i say he's like actually but actually no <laughs> Right then, let's crack on. Um, best performer in the leading role, of course, went to Laura Bailey as Abby in The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, because that wasn't contentious in any way at all. Nope. 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 Everyone nope. loved it. Yep. Everyone loved it. Yep. 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 Uh, beating Cody Christian's um, amazing Take His Cloud in <laughs> 7 Remake going, uh, uh, no, I'm here uh, for that. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I had this debate a word the other day. I was like, why was this guy even nominated? And then someone said, Remember when he got a hand massage? <laughs> <laughs> and I honestly thought, yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. He made that pretty it. awkward. It was good. <laughs> Imagine like the, the the casting director looking in the booth, going, "Yes, do it again." More I have a poor man's hand massage. You know, you have the luxury one. <laughs> there is a brilliant compilation on YouTube of streamers kind of reacting to that moment, there is. and it's just brilliant it's just filthy it's fantastic oh, somebody um, think of the children i'll try and find it it's really funny uh best multiplayer game went to animal crossing new horizons yeah why uh because loads of people play it man and you can go to each other's islands and run around and play well, games multiplayer and is it that's it's of course it's multiplayer. It's multi show oh. off my island player it's, it's, yeah. ne- it's that- networking it's not multiplayer <laughs> That one over Deep Rock Galactic Fall Guys, Ghost of Tsushima's multiplayer mode, Valorant and Sackboy. How many hours mm-hmm. did we put into the Ghost of Tsushima multiplayer, Toby? That is the most hours I've put into any multiplayer all year. Exactly. <laughs> and how many how many players did uh, Fall Guys have at its peak? I'm oh, fucking nice. a game that involves networking and going, yeah, I've got a new fucking hat from my mate's island or whatever it is. <laughs> Beat all of those. <laughs> You don't know what it's like until you're in the middle of it, man. I don't even want to know what it's like. I don't want to fucking play it because it's a... You don't know. When you go to a friend's island, it's like, oh, wow, look at that stool. I really need that stool for my game area. My friend's left a stool out for me. Yeah, what a great yeah. selling point. Great. I'll send you the stool later. Fantastic. You'll get it tomorrow <laughs> I'll my, in the I'll mail. I'll mail my stool to you. Yep. Animal Crossing. Best multiplayer game of the BAFTAs. Ugh. Sorry, and best game went, of course, to Hades. This well is like done, a bipolar ladies. conversation for me. Boo. Yay. Boo. <laughs> Yay. So that was a five for Hades, two for The Last of Us Part 2, and one for Mars Morales, Tsushima, uh, Kentucky Route Zero, Sea of Thieves, Dreams, and Carrion. Um, so yeah. So no kind of a massive upset, I guess, except for um, Kentucky Route Zero. Multiplayer. And Ghost of Tsushima being robbed of everything. Yeah. It's an interesting uh, one, isn't it? Should have won a bit more than it did, that's for sure. Well... Let's see what happens at what's next. The Golden Joysticks. Does anyone watch the Golden Joysticks anymore? No. Uh, I don't remember it. I don't watch game shows after the um after the fucking Doc Brown rug pull last time. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's Back to the Future. Oh, it's fucking Surgeon Simulator. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Man, how they got away with that, I have no idea. Um. So yeah, those are our thoughts on the BAFTA winners. Nice work, everyone, especially Laura Bailey. 
Because you're awesome. Uh, right then, let's crack on with video game announcements because there's just been so many. And I'm going to pass this one over uh, to Toby to talk to us about the future game show and his highlights from that. And then, of course, we'll dub into the Xbox Indie Showcase where there, I didn't see all of it, but there was one announcement that got me very excited. So I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but uh, Toby, it's a future game show. What did you think? Uh, yeah, I, I've i been seeing some, definitely sort of some people going, it was crap, and then some people saying how great it was. Um, I was probably in the middle somewhere. There was some great stuff in there, and there was a whole load of things that we'd already seen before, and so they weren't all that exciting, those ones. It started off really well for me with a pre-show bit that was from Didalic, um, or Didalic um, Entertainment. Um, most of their stuff is not ready for me, but they do publish the stuff from Mimimi, Mi, Mi. Uh, which is Shadow Tactics and Desperados 3 and that stuff. And they've announced a new Shadow Tactics called uh, Ico's Choice, which is like, they're calling it a standalone expansion um, to Shadow Tactics. Um, And I can't wait. That is one of my favorite games of what, 2018 when it came out? Absolutely fantastic game. Um, And I can't wait to play another one of those. I've just started Desperados 3 and it's brilliant as well. there was Arctic Awakening after that, which is uh, like a Firewatch set in 2062 in the Arctic. And um, so if you like Firewatch, that was probably right up your street. And um, we saw way more of Chris Tales, um, which was really nice, like an extended trailer. Um, it really looks so much bigger and more fleshed out now than the demo ever let you think it could have been. Um, it was already like an absolutely blinder of a demo. Um, and now it's got like enough of a roster of your, of party members to fill out a whole JRPG. It's got a full-on world, loads of baddies, a full story. It's like, yeah, okay, you're actually making a full-on JRPG. That's not what it looked like when it first came out. Um, so, or when it first was um, was announced, rather. Uh, Axiom Verge 2 was there. Um, and the guy, did, the guy who makes Axiom Verge did a really strange thing, which was that he spent about 80% of the time that he could have spent on Axiom Verge 2 talking about and showing Axiom Verge 1. Um, and his reasoning was because I don't want to give you any spoilers. So he ended up not really showing us any of his new game, <laughs> which I thought was just hilarious. Um, but that's um, that's very him. He's uh, he's that kind of guy. It's a prequel to the first Axiom Verge. So if you like a bit of Metroidvania, um, then it's probably right up your street. I'm sure I'm sure I'll give it a go at some point. Um, Naraka Blade Point was uh, there's some proper gameplay to this rather than just a tiny announcement trailer which you had before um but it's not really the kind of game that i thought it was going to be anymore so i thought it was more like a like a sekiro one i know sorry i've said the uh, said the s word now i thought it was going to be more like a sekiro sort of a type or a tenchu sort of a type um but just a bit more a bit more asian flavored like you know from an asian developer rather and um it's not it's more like a samurai slash ninja battle royale game um like a melee battle royale game um which is not really my kind of thing but it does look very very pretty um, and and cool. Uh, Savior got some time on there as well, which I don't. But I don't think it's the trailer. I don't think it's a trailer that had any more stuff on top of it than Savior had before. Savior is this very very cool two D um, adventure Metroidvania thing, but with the most fluid animations of moves um, and parkour that you could ever imagine, um, and it looks really 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 sweet. Um, and then I'll go through. There's, there was so many other things. I'll go through them really, really quickly. So um, Quantum Error was shown. Uh, Bird and Cage, which is this weird metal album with like a like a visual movie at the same time. Uh, it Takes Two was there, obviously, just as it was coming out. Uh, game Deck, which we've covered before, and which is a cool PC game um, where you play as a detective who goes into virtual reality worlds to solve crimes. 
Um, Kathy Rain, detect director's cut was there as well, which was looking very, very sweet. Um, if you like to pick point and clicks. Um, then we got absolutely ages of um, Back for Blood, which um, doesn't look as good as I think they're thinking it looks. I just think it doesn't look that great. Um, a nice extended look at Soulstorm, which is obviously coming out on PS Plus in just a few days, which I can't wait to have a look at that. Um, I thought um, there were two very quick succession that I thought Sean would be all over. One was called Serial Cleaners, which is about clearing up after crime scenes and moving bodies around and trying to hoover up all the blood in the snow and things like that, um, which looked really, really crazy. Um, and then one called Sub Rosa. Um, I don't know, Sean, if you've seen that one as well, but that looked right up your street as well. Um, how would I describe it? It didn't, it didn't really reveal what the gameplay was like, but it was this very strange ultra polygon um, sort of like the finger guns bit from Borderlands, but like completely done in this ultra polygon style. Um, it was cool. And then the whole thing was wrapped up by um, Humankind for ages, um, a bit more of that Sifu game, and then Kenna Bridge of Spirits, which was um, not really much more than we'd seen before, but it was... Very, very pretty, and it's still absolutely top of my list for things that are coming out. Awesome. So not a bad show then, really, all around. Not a bad show. I think a lot of it was just that we'd seen a lot of it before. There wasn't a huge... Mm-hmm. There was only about three world premieres in there. Um, so that Arctic Awakening was one, for example, and, and there wasn't all that many of those. Okay. So the future game show is badly titled. Yeah. Existing <laughs> game show from stuff you saw last year. Yeah. Catchy, I like it. Um, Sean, uh, very quickly, what was your overall thoughts on the future game show? I know you caught up afterwards. I thought it was astounding. This is this was a show which was I think was pitched perfectly for me. I know that some people don't like these kind of shows, but I think it was exactly the right length. All of the trailers were either decent reminders of games that are coming up, new new games or new footage, and. Altogether, it was really well put together. There was brilliant hosts. It wasn't fucking Greg Miller again. You know, it was it was a, a decent showing. I enjoyed looking at every single one of these games. There wasn't a single game I thought, hey, I'm not really interested in that. Uh, actually, no, there was one, Fling to the Finish, um, which was like one of the Data League uh, pre-show games. But quite literally everything else, I was sitting there thinking, they've, they've picked such a really brilliant, like selection of games. I'm even looking at like, was it like Fire Station Manager or something? Um, what was it called? It was like a, a man- oh, the Ember one. No, no. So Ember was coming to consoles, which is I thought mm. was fucking brilliant because uh, we've had who had that for preview. I, I had it as a preview on PC. Yeah, yeah. I played it at EGX Res. It's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, with what's the face? She was lovely, wasn't she? Yeah, I was. I, she told me I was the first person in Europe to play that game. <laughs> very proud. Not the first person in Europe to play Final Fantasy VII, though, were you? No, I was not. Oh, Jesus Christ, here he goes again. <laughs> I <laughs> wouldn't have known if you hadn't fucking told me. So You've been dying out on this for fucking years. Jesus you hadn't, Christ. You haven't flapping your gums, giving it, did you know, Chuck? You were the first person to play it. I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, Look. okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sassy cast tonight, isn't it? Um, a bird and cage it was like the, the one of the, like, the standouts from this whole thing. Which I think Greg actually should like find this trailer because it's like a playable metal album. So well, you, it's a playable. I don't like metal. <laughs> I like I, I like niche tech prog metal 
<laughs> God, yes. Don't pigeonhole Greg's don't music, pigeonhole me man. Into metal man. Just because I've got <laughs> tattoos. Uh, actually, it's it's a playable um, Girls Aloud album. That's why I thought you'd like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me. Oh, no. Uh, um, Game Deck was brilliant. A uh, um, little mix of better. Back for Blood. I know you didn't quite like say that was... I, I really enjoyed the gameplay that they were showing for that. That reminded me of... Um, the You're back for Blood. Is he... What was it? The game that we all played with the zombies, uh, World War Z. That was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it, it reminded me like of an upscale version of that, like halfway between that and um, Left 4 Dead. So, yeah, I'm I'm all in that. It's just a good show, man. This was a really good show. Like, they they, they nailed it for me. There wasn't that 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 like that like mic drop at the end, and there was a lot mm. of people there wanting to see um, the Lego Star Wars game. Because it was like a hint that it was going to be there. Some fucking influencer said that they were going to show new gameplay there. So every uh, fucker turned up and got disappointed. Fucking influencers. Uh, yeah. The comments on these things are just mental. It's just one game that like one person has got some idea in their head and then they just write the same title a hundred thousand times between, you know, for, for two hours. Yeah. And why? <laughs> why 13. do they do it? Because they're 13. The yeah. <laughs> No, nothing else going on. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, uh, Wendy uh, Fritcher was the name of the Ember Lady at EGX Res. So I jumped that in there. She was, yeah, she was very lovely. She had this amazing spill. Obviously, very scripted, but it was, it was, yeah, it was very entertaining. Um, cool. So yeah, lots, lots of good stuff. Uh, the Future Game Show. Do uh, catch up on it if you uh, if you've missed it. Um, but there was also the Xbox Indie Showcase um, this week, which basically showcases everything that's going to be on Game Pass for the next year and a half. Um, Tobes, did you catch this one? Yeah. Okay. So tell me all <laughs> about it. the rundown? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> all right, quicker this time. Um, so it started off with Exomecha, um, which is like anyone who likes Halo should probably like that. There's probably yeah. a couple of other shooters as well that it's like, um, but it, it has a very Halo-y feel to me. Um, very, very shiny, lots and lots of robots but basically a very Halo-like shooter. Um, so yeah, if you, if you like Halo, check that one out. Um, the Ascent was shown again. Um, I really like the look of that. It looks like a sort of top-down twin-stick shooter, cyberpunk. Um, and if you liked things like Alien Nation and a few others that came from Housemark, um, then uh, that's, that's one to look out for as well. Um, it looks like it might be easier than the Ruiner, <laughs> which we had trouble with, um, you know, really? in the last few years because it was so bloody difficult. Um, then they, they, there was a few moments where this one really went off the rails onto one or two particular games. And though they might be absolutely your game if you're the, if you're watching it, they're not everyone's game. So there was one there was one bit where they spent 15 minutes talking about a game called Moon Glow Bay. Right, Moon Glow Bay is like this voxel. It's, it's all voxel graphics. And um, it's like a fishing game and a sort of little town where it's, you know, a little RPG with lots and lots of fishing elements. Um, and it looks nice, but I didn't need 15 minutes of it. I really didn't. Um, and I will, I will look out for the game. It convinced me over the course of, maybe it just wore me down over the course of 15 minutes that I did need to play it. Um, <laughs> oh, well, fine, I'll play your goddamn game. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was like, all right, all right. And the developers were so nice, um, but they... Um, they have this weird mechanic in there where you can you, you go fishing obviously but everything you catch is like a different fish and there were just there was some monstrous fish that you could catch which looked really really fun so um art of rally was coming to game pass um which is cool so i know we're all looking out for art of rally to finally come to consoles so that's great Ooh. um 
a proper trailer for Narita Boy or Narita Boy, because um, all games should yell their titles at you. Yeah. Um, it's it's literally how it should always be. Resident Evil is the only one that doesn't. It should be more. Um, Astria Ascending was one that was brand new to me. Um, it's like a 2D RPG um, with turn-based combat. Very, very beautiful sort of art style to it. And it's got the writer of Final Fantasy uh, 10 and some of uh, Final Fantasy 7 Remake as obviously now part of this other indie team or he's freelancing with this indie team to make this game. Um, and it looks very, very cool. Lots of Final Fantasy 12 type stuff in it with, you know, strange animal and anthropomorphic races and things in there as well. Uh, and there was a game called Death's Door. I don't know if um, Sean noticed that one. It's it's made by the team who made uh, Titan Souls, which was this like one hit oh, version. Nails. Yeah, it was absolutely nails. I've one one arrow, wasn't it? On that. You get you get a homing arrow. Yeah. Um, but it's one hit to kill the boss and one hit to kill you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've never killed a single boss on that. <laughs> I had a good go. It was good fun. Um, but they've made a new game. Um, this is Death Store, and it looks really, really beautiful, like a black and white almost, um, top-down isometric, or, or, as, or as close to isometric as that gets these days. Um, and yeah, it's just got a really nice art style to it. I think it's something that's worth checking out. I'll, I'll be keeping my eyes open for that. Um, do you want me to go through any of the stuff that's been announced for Game Pass? Uh, yeah, I mean, there is one. I know there's um, a game, another game I played at EGX Res actually a couple of years ago was called Recompile. And I know that was at the showcase. Oh, yeah, we played that, didn't we? I'm so excited to play that again because it was so much fun. And yeah, I'm very excited that that's coming to Game Pass. Absolutely. Well, looking forward um, to that. Any more highlights? Um, there was a few things that weren't on the showcase that are then were part of the announcement of the 22 games coming to Game Pass. Um, so you didn't see a whole lot of recompile um, in, the, in the actual showcase, but um, Astria Ascending, which I just mentioned, is coming to Game Pass. Art of Rally, um, Dead Static Drive that Sean mentioned the other day um, on another podcast, Backbone, um, Hello Neighbor 2, Moon Grow Bay that I just talked about, Narita Boy, um, there was a cool looking thing called Nobody Saves the World, uh, obviously Recompile, Sable, which we're all still waiting for, I think, um, which has looked cool, but it's been, been known about for a few years now. Uh, that's Stalker 2, which again, that was in the comment that just came up again and again and again, just show us Stalker 2 and they never got what they wanted. Um, the Ascent, uh, Undungeon, and one called The Wild at Heart, um, all coming to um, Game Pass, um, and a few others as well, just, um, just things we've covered less. But yeah, loads and loads of stuff. If you've got your Game Pass and you like indies, um, then they are bringing back, it feels like they're bringing back Xbox Arcade. You know, they're properly going into it oh, with the yeah. indies. It's great. Very cool. Oh, and a, a, another one that's big, much bigger one, um, Edge of Eternity. This is an RPG that's been on Steam for like Steam Early Access for about three and a half years, being slowly built. Um, and I've been wanting to play it the entire time. And it's coming straight to Game Pass as soon as it comes to consoles. Excellent. Very, very cool. So yeah, there's a nice a nice bunch of well, you know, Game Pass is we talk about it a million times, but it's such a incredible deal, and uh, it looks just just to be uh, getting stronger and stronger uh, with these um, indies. And yeah, don't sleep on these indies, man. People sleep on indies, and it annoys me because Recompile, I don't know about any of those, and Recompile and Art of Rally, Art of Rally particularly, um, I haven't played it myself, but we have reviewed it, and it's uh, by all accounts very very good. So uh, do look out for that one. Very exciting. Thank you, Toby. You killed him. Oh, no. Where's he going? Did you want me to say 
That's all right. <laughs> yeah, just, just something to... But yeah, manners and shit. Yeah. Something to Sorry, end man. the segment. You know? <laughs> what did uh, Sean or Greg think? What did Sean, what did I was Sean, getting to that. What okay. did Sean want to say that was going to wind me up? Yeah. Oh, it was about uh, Blade Points. Because um, I uh, know that when we originally saw that, you were like, oh, this looks really good. It looks like Tenchu. And then when you saw the trailer, it was like, oh, this does look like Tenchu, but also Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was like I, I sat there on the edge of my seat like this is this is really cool this is really cool and then I thought these these are the players this is this is not going to be Greg's Greg's game this is not going to be for him fucking Fortnite ruining everything fucking battle royale fucking bullshit no no <laughs> I, this I, I found a game during this this Xbox indie showcase which I think is the anti Greg game. Like yeah. I think I think it combines every single it's thing that Greg hates. Micro microtransactions, micro furries, and full guys. And yes, pets. it is exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the game is called Craftopia, right? Oh God. So it's Fortnite, it's um Minecraft, it's building, farming, survival with battle royale elements and soulsish combat, but also <laughs> Pokemon. And <laughs> I'm looking at it now, and oh god! And it is, it is. I'm, I'm watching it, thinking if if there was one game that pro- could probably kill Greg if he tried to review yeah. it, I think this might be it. Can can I like anti shotgun a game? You know, the I don't want it. Can you can I put my name in the anti request drawer that it doesn't come to me? I'm I'm 100% going to find the code for it. I'm and then totally make... not going to redeem it. <laughs> no, I, I'm going I'm going to send it to you as if it's a different game. Oh, I've already revealed my plan. God damn it! But it will, but it will tell me when I go to purchase it, and I'll be like, "Wait a minute, Mate, no. you, you don't pay attention enough to be able to go." Oh no, don't pay attention. He's just got a forty-three inch TV. I can see what I'm buying. Oh, I know I've got very small eyes, but I can see what I'm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that the, the indie Xbox indie showcase was. Um, the games were great. The show itself was awful. And they they really need to tighten this up. It was like three three and a half hours long. And then oh, what? Fuck that. As long as our podcast. I skipped through loads <laughs> yeah. of it. Absolutely loads of it. What the podcast? Oh, you mean the show? Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so like I I I found a backup of the stream, and it was four and a half hours long. I was like, Are you fucking what? So so then I I, I skipped through the the countdown, and eventually got to where two people were talking i was like is this somebody else's stream is, is this like somebody mirroring this stream and so much of the stream was two two people talking and it was like i've tuned in to watch some games and i'm going to get you two talking about how much you like games this is just <laughs> terrible mm. terrible and they interviewed some developers and some of the questions they asked were awful like they, they, they obviously had absolutely no inclination of ever playing these games or, or didn't like the game. And we're just talking to the developer like, so I'm sure that you blah, 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 asked question completely unconvincingly, not listen to answer, move on to the next question. It was bad. Yeah. Xbox never get that right, do they? They always, they always just present these things in a really, the content is normally quite good, but they always get it a bit yeah. wrong in terms of the hosts or the, the, the pace of these shows. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, you've got Major Nelson oh. um, and, he, and he's in his white gloves. Yeah. <laughs> or you had that, that Gamescom event where it was like Gamescom, 
game blowout, and then the big reveal was Jurassic World. <laughs> you're like, what? I like uh, how it was um, Twitch Gaming, and clearly it was at Xbox on there, not on Mixer, if you see what I'm getting at. Yeah. So they've went, gone straight into Twitch to do it. Rest in peace, Mixer. I've just been watching that Craftopia thing as well. It would I couldn't I couldn't review that either. I'm, is, I'm with Greg on it. it I know we don't always it, agree, Greg, but I agree with you on that. It looks beautiful, and then it's then you see all of the things that you actually have to do in it, and just go no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> it's it's really funny if you look at like parts of that trailer in like just just snippets of it. You can see like the construction of like sloped stairs made out of wood that look exactly like Fortnite. Yeah. And then you've got the the gliding down to the ground, which is exactly yeah, <laughs> You're like the Stardew wow. Valley in it, Factorio, just Pokemon, yeah, everything. It's, it's and and there's a there's a trailer I've just been watching where someone's clearly created like a factory where they can make cows fall into a cauldron in the middle. It's just like why, why? I don't get these <laughs> um, games. If if you if you if you really wanted to see the games in this, go and find a post um, because this presentation it will sap the life out of you. I lost the interest. I couldn't finish listening to these two people talk, but some of the games are brilliant, like uh, Demon's Turf, which is a combination of like a 3D game and a 2D game, which just looks stunning in action. Uh, Death Star, like Toby said, um, there's during that trailer, there was like a giant like castle thing moving towards this little character. And that was a mini boss, apparently. A mini boss is a castle. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> um, Echo Generation looked stunning. I know you didn't really get a lot of it, but everything we've seen in that game up till now, and there was tiny little bit snippets of, of new stuff. The Forest Cathedral looks very, very cool. Um, my kids got all excited about Hello Neighbor Two because, of course, they did. Just so many good games in this. And there was a new 12 minutes trailer as well in there. So if, if you, I honestly don't go and watch the presentation because it was crap. But if you want to see the games, the games are all great. And Games Pass is quickly turning into an essential subscription. You mean yeah. Game Pass? Yeah. What did I just say? Games Pass. No, I'm no, no. There's, there's more than one game. So it's going to be Games Pass. <sighs> Demon's <laughs> Souls, Sisters. Game Sisus Passus. Toby doing bad Japanese there. <laughs> yeah, it looks like that all of the trailers have been cut out individually on Xbox's YouTube channel. Well, that would so, be the best way to watch it then. Yeah. Go there. Do it there yeah. instead. Yeah. Cherry pick. Idea Xbox Xbox Spring Showcase. Two minutes forty one. They could have rounded it up look, in two minutes forty one. Amazing. Cool. Plenty of stuff to enjoy. Um that was essentially your indie corner as well this week, ladies and gents. A lot of indie games discussed there. Uh, so we're going to finish off with a final chat about the very interesting uh, Metacritic publisher report. Um, Sean, do you want to take this one? Yes, I do. Just let me get it up. Hey. hey. I didn't get it. With some uh, interesting uh, interesting leaders at the top there. Yeah, so every year Metacritic publish their um, kind of publisher report. And what they do is they, they, collab- they get all of the reviews for the previous 12 months from every game publisher, and they exclude people who haven't published a lot of games, but they basically amalgamate all of the average reviews and give you like an average score per game. 
And for a lot of years, it's been the the normal the normal three that you would expect. It's been it's been Microsoft, it's been Nintendo, and it's been Sony. This year, very very different. This year's number one was Sega, which kind of took everyone a bit by surprise. <laughs> hmm. But the, the reason why Sega are, are up the top is because they haven't had a dud for this last 12 months. You know, you've got well, Yakuza. No, in, yeah, Yakuza, Persona, Football yeah. Manager. 13 Sentinels. When did, Shen, when did Shenmue 3 come out? Well, Sega that... didn't publish it, did they? So. Ah, because that was a dud. Uh, in number two, it was Annapurna Interactive, who did um, Kentucky Route Zero, obviously now BAFTA award-winning Kentucky Route Zero, <laughs> Florence, and uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts. They've done a ton of, of really arty, arty games, but they, again, have not had a dud. Uh, and in three, Capcom. So Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo didn't even make it into the top three. Uh, Capcom, uh, Capcom, again, having a brilliant year. They've had a killer couple of years, haven't they? Mm. They have. And then in fourth, fourth was Sony. So it finally gets the usual suspects. Um, Where was Ubisoft? Ubisoft was... Uh, 14th Ubisoft. Damn! 14th. 14th. Interestingly, Nintendo, 9th. Yeah, that is interesting. Considering that they're, they're, they're... Well, their, their first part of games tend to review very well. I wonder what dragged that down. Animal Crossing. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's an always an interesting read, and I, I highly advise people go and have a look at this because I feel that this is this is the probably the best and fairest way to to be able to say who is the best publisher because it's not a Sony who've got The Last of Us Part Two and The Ghost of Tsushima. It's the Sony that have also got Predator Hunting Grounds. You know, the games that don't do so well, they kind of, you know, they average them all out. So, you know, you look at Ubisoft and some of the duds they've released over the last 12 months. And uh, you look at some some people like Annapurna that have really focused on releasing quality games, not, so, not, not as often as some of the big publishers and not as high profile, games that really are beloved by the people that play them. Mm. So it's, it is a really interesting way of doing this thing. So just in Take Two is Take Two Interactive is 22. And I think people just assume that that's Rockstar. But Rockstar haven't released anything this year, have they? No, the last I mean, year. But... Take Two oh. do so much, don't they? Yeah, it's interesting. Focus Home Interactive beat Bethesda. Yeah, I mean that's wild. By two yeah, team seven, team seventeen in in number seventeen, like team seventeen, <laughs> the guys yeah. that, that are known for worms. <laughs> yeah, THQ Nordic was beaten by SNK and NOS America, so all those uh, all those acquisitions are paying off nicely for THQ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. An, yeah, it's an interesting read. It's definitely it's definitely worth a rundown. I mean, I could go through the full rundown if you wanted to, but it's just I was really surprised to see Sega up there. I don't know if how you guys were like when I saw Sega at number one, I was like, "What?" In the yeah, year that I mean that like everything else released, how is that up the front? And then you think about it, and it kind of makes sense. 
Yeah, Sega are dropping killer stuff sort of very quietly. I mean, again, like you said, we've got 13 Sentinels and Persona and Yakuza Football Manager as well. That's under Sega. Mm. You know, Football, Football Manager reviews very well every single year. And so that's going to be some, yeah, to average it out above everyone else. That's uh, that's pretty wild. Um, Toby, what do you reckon? Um, I think the trouble with this is that it's... Oh, he's actually in again, look. <laughs> it's not I don't think it's a good idea to average out everything that a publisher does the trouble is that it, it it should be a good idea because it should be that publishers are you know very careful about only releasing quality stuff but it's their studios right they're they're and, and they're publishers it's like the old Hollywood uh, studio system where you know you'd have one big budget release which would which would make all the money um so that you could release you know like nine other lesser more important indie titles or art house films or whatever in games it's like the same sort of thing that you've got the big ones that they know are going to hit and then they've got you know lots and lots of other things that are risks and if you start averaging out everything then you're punishing them for the risks that they take right so i don't like that practice as if, if that's what I'm, that's what i'm trying to get at so i just think that there's been there's there's a whole bunch of things in there that were were nice risky things to do like team 17 did some risky stuff um, there's a bunch of other indie publishers in there that that released, you know, lots of really wacky indie games that me and Sean are really interested in. And yeah, some of them didn't pay off. Some of them really did. You know, Hades must be in there somewhere for someone that's really, really paid off as a fantastic indie game. But I just think it's it it, it sort of means that quali- uh, where publishers go for quantity over quality and you know there's a perfectly good argument the other way around to say well you shouldn't go for quantity then you should be going for quality clearly Annapurna is going for quality over quantity and um, because they've released you know only a small number and have kept them all very very high end um but that's not how most of these publishers make their money and I think yeah it's just I just worry about averaging out everything if, if publishers I doubt care all that much um because you know they're more about making money so their sales will be far more important than their average score. If you see what I mean, it could, get, it could get a shit score and still sell really well. And that would be far more important to the publisher. Yeah. The, There's a the few bit... points in there. Sorry. I just, I think I was meandering a bit. No, no, I, I agree with you. The fact that, you know, it, it, this shouldn't be like the be all and end all, you know, and, but the thing is in statistics, uh, averages never should be, they should always come with like, you know, a standard deviation, you know, mm-hmm. it's no good having an average alone. But I, I want to disagree with the fact that you know these these things take away the risk because Annapurna, none of their games are bankers. You know, not a single one of them. You say that's a critical success. That's going to be a commercial smash. Not no. a single one. I of think them. I think they spend more time and money and you know with their developers than probably some of the other ones do when they go. Well, this is a risk. Let's let's you know, let's publish this, but then they don't put loads and loads of effort into making it amazing. They just let it crash and burn if it's going to. Yeah, that's fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The only thing, the only quick one I was going to add is that if you look at the absolute worst one on the list, which is a uh, publisher called Ultimate Games, um, the uh, standout title that they released last year is called Wanking Simulator. Oh yeah, I remember that one. (laughs) One of the, one of the uh, critic reviews of that is you should just do, don't bother with the game, just, just do what it's saying. You, you'd have more fun doing 
doing it without the simulation, <laughs> if you see what I mean. <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> you wow, know you murdered that. I merely murdered that. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't play, do actual... Just, just uh, you know, do... go and have a wank. Yeah, that's wank. all it's saying. There you go. <laughs> what is interesting is Bandai Namco at 38 out of 48. Wow. I mean, that, that's got to be... Three. That's got to be cyberpunk, isn't it? Oh, it's yeah. got to be cyberpunk, absolutely. Mm. What else have put Bandai put out this this last twelve months? Some Dragon Ball, something I don't know. Yeah, but they they put out a lot of um, Eastern stuff, don't they? Um, they also have like some big stuff under their banner. Yeah, I, can't, I can't think mm. of a single thing that they put out that wasn't cyberpunk. Or sixty-five. Do they do the From Software? So Elden Ring will be them. I know, because um, yeah, it will that's be, not coming up. No. <laughs> it will be, but the Activision did Sekiro, didn't they? They so. did, yeah. Sega didn't. Sega surprised me until I realised that it includes includes Atlas, like you say, Persona and all that Persona, stuff is in there. Yeah. So they'll have a they'll have a banging year next year as well because they've got so many things coming out. Oh, sorry, I say next year, this year. Um, once we look at this again in like 2022, because they've got absolutely loads of really really class stuff coming. Look at Ratatouille Games there at 41. Oh man, I, I, I want to. I want to put my hands up, Brad. That's you. That isn't it. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to say, right? They, those guys are really turning the corner, right? At, at one point, all they did was put out games. It was like a, a trophy with a game attached. It was like ten minutes with the play. The platinum trophy was yours. Move on. The games weren't good, but now they are. They are really branching out and trying to do. Um, so they've got a brilliant porting system, and uh, it's like they they did. Um, Hyper, the game about playing in retro like Windows. What's it called? Hypnospace Outlaw. So they oh, did yeah. the porting job on that, and they're also doing a lot of, of porting games to really high profile profile indie games that are stuck on engines that can't work on consoles. Rattleiker, they might be no, number one. No, I'm kidding. They, they won't be number <laughs> one next year, but they know they they've got a lot of really good games come out soon and so what you're saying is that they really should stick to ports rather than making their own games well the thing is yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i, I want to say no i mean but you know some of some of the games that they've done themselves are bad yeah what you know what can you do yeah there's a lot of, there's a lot of trophy hunters out there that are like oh yeah three pound and a platinum trophy in 10 minutes um that's the ching dun, dun, dun. yeah yeah, you know you love that stuff. I did once upon a time. Shame, shame <laughs> to say, but you know, we move on. I haven't had a platinum trophy in ages. My last one was chickens on the road, and I can't work. <laughs> Fuck. It's a true story. <laughs> and um, yeah, I really want to try. Um, this is appropriate of nothing, but I really want to try Avengers on PS5, but I can't work out how to get my save over, and I can't really bother to try. So. Start again. It's really yeah, nice. Maybe I will. I played it with the kids today. It's um, really good. I just say that because when I downloaded Spider Man Remastered, I got an I got an instant platinum, and it was um, lovely. But uh, <laughs> I want to see if I could do that with Avengers. But we shall see. Uh, Greg, do you want to finish this one off? You got any thoughts on this uh, report? No, not that not that hasn't been covered. Okay. Um, wait, did you do the upgrade for Spider Man twenty eighteen and just get an instant platinum? Yes, sir. Sweet. <laughs> Tempted. Oh, that means I got to pay for the upgrade, though. Oh, it didn't come with Miles Morales. Uh, no, I just got the standard one instead. Of I the, got the disc the base. Yeah. Um, it's it's. I think it's nineteen ninety nine. 
What? If you go through Mars Morales. I might as well get chickens on the road, mate. I am not paying 20 quid for a fucking platinum trophy and a shinier Spider-Man game. Yeah. Pay one pound and get wow. chickens on the road. One, And that's uh, that's platinum. Mm. Wow. Spicy. <laughs> or Spidey. We Spicy man. Uh, right then, let's jump to out this week. Mr. Toby Anderson. Uh, right, so this is going live uh, on the 29th of March. So on the 29th of March, we've got Neptunia Virtual Stars coming to PC and Doom 3 VR Edition coming to PS4. Um, and then on March the 30th, Narida Boy is coming to uh, PS4, Switch, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, um, and PC. All the things. Um, go out and check it out. Uh, I saw Black Clouds is coming to PC and PS4. Uh, Rogue Company is coming to PlayStation 5. Uh, Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 and 2.5 Remix. Don't ask me where that actually sits in, in the Kingdom Hearts universe or what it includes, um, but that's coming to PC. Uh, Disco Elysium, the final cut, is finally coming to consoles. Um, so that's PS4 on March 30th. Um, I think it's coming to Xbox One as well. Um, it doesn't say it on here. Kingdom Hearts 3 is also coming to PC. Um, along with Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter uh, and Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. So if you were missing your Kingdom Hearts on PC, they're all basically coming to Steam um, on the same day. Uh, Undermine is coming to PS4. I know that one's already out on Xbox One. Uh, then on March 31st, Escape from Life Inc. is coming to Xbox One. Uh, Out Buddies DX is coming to PS4. I reviewed that on Xbox One last year. Uh, good little uh, Metroidvania. Um, and the Binding, Binding of Isaac Repentance is coming to PC um, on March 31st as well. And lastly, My Time at Sandrock is coming to PC. Then on, then we're into April. April Fool's Day, April 1st. Um, Outriders, so Square Enix's next big um, multiplayer gamble coming to ps5 xbox one xbox series x everything game pass all of it um on april 1st try not Um, to downplay it because we're supposed to be streaming it on thursday i'm not downplaying it i'm saying that's their next big gamble after avengers that's all i i wish it well um train station simulator though that is the one to look out for that's coming to switch uh on april 2nd Middleborg City of Mages was that one that you reviewed, Sean? Coming to PS4 yeah. and Xbox One. Don't bother. Okay. <laughs> um, C14 Dating is coming to Switch and Xbox One and Xbox Series X. Uh, and finally, a game called Papa's Quiz is coming to Xbox One. We'll have a review for that too. Oh, cool. Because I'm a glutton for punishment. There you go. And then that's everything. And then we'll be on another podcast talking about another week of games. Fantastic. Yeah, I played the Outriders demo. And um, the second I got to shoot something, the server died. So I was like, okay, I'm done with this forever. I think it looks pretty cool. Um, but I haven't had looks, a chance to try it yet. Looks very Gears of War y. Yeah, but yeah, I like Gears of War. Covering that, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Can you roadie run? Yes. No one knows. 
We'll know. find out, won't we? Bum, bum, bum. When you're saying you're streaming week. it, Greg, what are you doing? Well, I thought the plan was that you, Sean and I were going to try and get on. And... Sounds good. I was going to stream it from my Xbox, so no camera or anything, but I was going to stream it. Sounds cool. Yes. Awesome. Look out for that on twitch.tv forward slash Greg Atonbomb. Uh, this week. And also give him a follow as well. Because his Twitch streams are, as the cool kids say, fire yo. Lit. Yeah. Lots of swearing and hilarious clips. Yes. All those things as well. But until then, that is the end of this week's episode of the Finger Guns Podcast. Thank you very much indeed for listening. Don't forget you can follow us everywhere. Follow the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. And if you really love what we do, hey, why not visit our Patreon? patreon.com forward slash finger guns for one dollar a month you can help support the podcast keep it on its services and keep the website nice and shiny thank you very much indeed if you want to follow us individually you can also follow us on twitter our ads are in the description below except for toby he's smart and not on twitter but that's it until next week it is goodbye from mr Greg kicks we've done 101 of these check us out bye oh, yeah we know our shit we know our shit can't even sometimes. You're, you're not all penises. <laughs> oh, I think that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Maybe. I met, I met our audience. Oh, okay. You guys are all a bag of dicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, fine. I'll take that back. Uh, goodbye from Toby Anderson. Sayonara. Goodbye, Mr. Sean Davies. Doodles. And goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns podcast. Pew.